go. Oh, hi, hi everybody. Uh, we weren't talking about kissing or anything. Uh, welcome to the Tuck Talk podcast, where we realize that we've scared off every woman on our podcast. Therefore, this topic of the week is toxicity. Are we toxic? Most likely, but we'll discuss it and try to justify our actions. Tune in and find out how your favorite hosts have ruined their lives. Oh man, I fucking hate New York. <laughs> I hate being here. I hate existing here. Like every atom in my body is in pain. But um, enough about my mental health. Tell me about yours, guys. How's it? How is how it is? I'm gonna pop it up with the little mental health check in list here. Yeah, for anyone new tuning in, because if anyone, I can't imagine anyone starting our podcast with this episode of all episodes. But in any case, um, one is I want to die. Two, my life is pointless. Three, nothing matters. Four, my life sucks. Five, whatever. Six, I'm content. Seven, I'm grateful. Eight, I'm in a good place. Nine, I'm excited about life. And ten, couldn't be better. Now, if please answer this question, guys. And if you lo- use only five words or less, I will break your kneecaps. Let's go. I'm great. I'll, I'll leave it like that. Um, yeah, my mood changed before recording so i'm great did i I have something to do with that no (laughs) no no, no. just just talking with uh, our editor-in-chief liddell and telling me like i should be more upbeat about my current situation i'm like you know what you're absolutely right what's your current situation i haven't seen you in like two to three weeks Oh yeah, I I've, I totally forgot. Uh, so yeah. much has happened. Yeah, um, thanks for reaching out. By the way, it's not like I've been going through a tough time. Yet. No, I I recently yeah, just I got back on. So multiple ways to reach out to me, and I I, I literally just got back on social media. Like I have like ten messages that I have to comb through that I probably won't. But yeah, where I am, that's priority, right? Um, I I took a trip to Austin, Texas, um, for the first time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just booked a ticket um, to any random place, the first place that I could think of. And of, of course, starting A, Austin came up and that happened. Um, I had a mental breakdown, like a Britney Spears mental breakdown. Um, Another one? Yeah, I, I cut off all my hair, um, took some scissors and just like snipped like literally all the hair off um so i'm dealing with that mm-hmm. um, oh wait no, no never mind i can't say another one it's 2022 you haven't met your quota yet <laughs> yeah uh, but the, the, the biggest thing is uh a, probably a career change um moving more into broadcast media um okay. i'll be having a one hour slot on classic radio Ooh. with my own show uh, playing all the latest and classic hits of the 70s and 80s and all that good stuff. Um, I also found out that I am 28, I think. I'm I'm not sure. I, I was filling out something and they told me to put in my date and the automatic generator gave me 28. But I, I'm pretty sure I'm 27. I, I don't know. So, more importantly, 
I have no idea what my age is. Um, my birthday is in like two months. Uh, well, a month. So mm-hmm. figure out there. So, but so overall, I mean, I'm good. Do, do I have to like chop your legs off and like count the rings? Count the rings. I don't like to find out how old you are. <laughs> that, that I don't because I'm pretty sure like after 21, you guys don't count your age, right? Like you you stop keeping track. But, are you like, kidding me? Age? What? Yeah. Are you, you kidding me? No. No, I'm not you? kidding. No, you guys <laughs> still like celebrate your birthdays, like with you... the numbers and the cakes and. When I turned 25 this December, I realized that was like slowly oxidizing and like each inhale was slowly like uh, burning me away. Right. Yeah, yeah so I that, mean, I feel every year, Donnie. Yeah, I, feel... I, I just stopped counting. Like I, I rarely celebrate my birthday. Um, This will be like the first time in like three years and I'm celebrating it with a friend. We're going to have brunch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't. I don't know. It just. It just goes by like every other holiday. You could like, pass for thirty three. <laughs> this <laughs> The fact you consider your birthday a whole holiday shows me that there's a bit of ego to you. I never knew before. I like this. <laughs> I like this, Tommy. But uh, overall, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That's great. That's great. I'm glad someone's having a good time here. Good to hear. Um, yeah, tell us, Sean. Good. What else is good to hear about you? Yeah. All right. Um, I'll say, like, let's say mental check-in wise, I'm in a good eight, nine right now. Nothing too exciting is going on around me, but I'm actually very much enjoying my like new job. Like, it's related closely to, I guess, the entertainment field, which is where I want to be overall in life. And every day, or at least every day that I go into work, something new or like kind of fun happens over there. So it's like, you know, having a good time. I just worked last night. Then I got like a good kind of gaming schedule going on with one of my friends. We started playing Back for Blood lately. And we do that almost like every other night or so. So I have like a dedicated relaxed time later in the day too. So, you know, I'm kind of just excited about it. Have you ever started playing it again? <laughs> Adele, that's just that last screen. <laughs> so that might as well just stay on the podcast, uh, <laughs> right? just bring his voice, <laughs> but like yeah. you know, having a good time overall and everything. Kind of excited about where things are gonna be taking me going forward the rest of this year. Have like a little bit of an idea of things I want to accomplish now and i guess since we're going to be talking about toxic giving less of a fuck (laughs) can i ask you a question um you you said you want to get into the entertainment industry right Mm -hmm. like did you ever because i know you dance like do you ever see yourself as like a dance choreographer for a movie or something like step up i mean like something like that honestly maybe like i've before like, I guess before I had a struggle when I started getting into dance to begin with, it was mm-hmm. like, I guess I kind of did generic movements and then being with my dance crew for a little bit, I kind of like started exploring my body and like movement more and learning what I'm capable of and actually getting out of the head of like, I guess everything has to be more concrete. Like I learned as I kind of like move around a lot more. So mm-hmm. I honestly wouldn't mind like dancing with like, I guess 
celebrities or choreographer like when I actually feel more comfortable choreographer being a choreographer for something like more in depth yeah I'd love to choreographering choreography yeah I'm trying to figure out what word I was looking for but like other than like that I would like like to write for like TV and movies or like actually release like series and books and stuff like that or photography, you know, anything that has to do in that range of like entertainment, I'd love to pick one more. Pick one. No, <laughs> I want to be, I want to be a multimedia one. powerhouse. <laughs> Look, if Donald Glover can do it, so can we, man. <laughs> I have not heard from that man since he had a baby. He just dropped a teaser for his uh, new show. I mean, well, for his this season three of his solo show, Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta. That yeah. one's giving me enough attention. It's not like, yeah, I, I was arguing yeah, with somebody on Reddit <laughs> about that. There was like, oh, once like this season drops, like that show's gonna blow up. I'm like, where the fuck you been? It's <laughs> been critically acclaimed, like everybody loves it when it's on. When it's on, it's like a top three show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody that um was cast on there is now B list and A list actors and major films. So what are mm-hmm. you talking about? So mm-hmm. yeah. Nah, I got you. I, I I don't own the TV anymore, so I don't know what's good. I'm just like, since I had to cover the season uh, two premiere of The Witcher, that's like all I've been watching. <laughs> Even though it's like said and done and everyone like finishes season. Like, I think I just finished yesterday. If not, I have like two or three more episodes, but otherwise I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Great, great. But uh, good to see that you guys are expanding uh, your careers because uh, Jesus Christ, so am I, and I'm not having a good time doing it. Uh, so yeah, no, I started life thinking, oh, I'm gonna be a journalist. I'm gonna be like Gonzo shit. I'm gonna be like Hunter S. Thompson. I'm, you know, cover shit. But no, um, my 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 route has gone much more uh, not exactly investigative journalism, but just you know, in private investigation and whatnot. And uh, yeah, no, in my my main job, I'm usually just doing like corporations and you know executives and you know writing up all their bad blood in history, which is pretty cool. I get to pretend I'm like Batman or something. But uh, I I recently got a side gig, which is more like traditional private investigation. Mm-hmm. But it's not like the old days of Philip Marlowe where I wrote, wear a fedora and like, I don't know, go to Chinatown and try my best not to be racist while I help Chinese people. Um, that's a Jack Nicholson movie. Has, he, has anybody like tried to like contact you secretly and ask you not to pursue a lead or something like that? <laughs> not, like not, yet, in the movie? not yet. Not yet. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a misnomer. They wouldn't go after me. They'd go after my manager if I did. Like, hey, you know? But well, if I'm doing it. If I'm if I'm doing my job right, then no one's supposed to know that I, I'm like after them, you know. Like they're I always wants to get to that level of journalism where somebody like right. knocks me out and I'm like tied to a chair yeah. and it's yeah, like you don't know like, what you're looking that, at. The mafia is not really a thing anymore, and everyone knows the pol- uh, local and state and federal politics are corrupt. So it's just like, yeah, go ahead. But uh, no, no. Um, so it, uh, like I was saying, private investigation isn't just like your old timey, like, oh, you know, chase his lead, um, for, find his cheating wife. It, in fact, like nowadays, like the hot topic is human trafficking and whatnot. So um, like going into those kinds of things. And, you know, my, my regular work is already pretty heavy. And now that I have this new form of work, it's like, oh, wow, the world is really not a nice place. So I've been trying to, you know, 
uh, do much calmer, much cooler, much more artistic shit. So I went to this Van Gogh merch and I'm like, oh my God, like it, it is exactly what I need. I had all his original paintings, like biographies, like live performances. I, I forgot I was on a date in the first place, but um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was amazing. I realized I need like more less. Has something like that. Oh yeah, I think they travel. I think they travel. There, there, there are two yeah, different. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And one of them is like complete ass, but the one I went to was amazing. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm trying to pursue not as heavy things. Um, getting more spiritual with my um, own daily routine. I moved to Jersey and I got an apartment that's like uh, the biggest room in the house. I get the most sun. I have the most space. Got a little rug, a little meditation thing, and I do like an hour every day. I light incense, all that stupid shit that you know girls that collect crystals do, but more serious. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, I don't have a TV. All I do is read, and I have to say, every um, it chills me out. Blood pressure is as low as it can be, and I don't feel like murdering anyone. So that's so, how, so how do you feel about New York now? Now that I you're like it. living on the outside, I absolutely it. hate it. I hate it. I I come in here and like everyone's like in my personal space, like. Uh, well, we're in my internship, we're learning about body language and whatnot and how people can tell you whether they're lying or not by, you know, simple little things. And like one one method of, you know, making someone so uncomfortable that they'll make the truth is getting all up in their personal space, like really, really into their intimate zone that they would only let like a girlfriend get that close. And um, it, it's different for everybody. Like people who are born in the country, like their intimate zone is a lot bigger. So I could be like three feet away you and you could be like, oh, you're a bit too close, buddy. But if you live in a city, I could be like between your tits and you're like, oh, this is normal. But uh, apparently I'm a country person living in the city because like you get within three feet of me and I'm like reaching for my holster. <laughs> I don't have a holster. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> but anyways uh that's how i'm doing um yeah great um what was the topic toxicity let's get to it yeah <laughs> what do you guys define as toxic behavior i'm interested because i figured it's the same for everybody but maybe you guys have your unique take yeah i mean i don't, I don't think i ever thought about like what i defined as toxic behavior in my eyes um i i think you you have like your general like uh, gaslighting is a new phrase that people are using now. Um, <laughs> what's the other thing? Uh, gaslighting, just, I don't know, abusive, emotional uh, abuse, physical, like just your daily stuff. I, I, I'm not sure what I define in my eyes. It's like when you hear like toxic, you kind of like on automatically have like almost an idea of what it is a little bit. Yeah. You never actually kind of look into it a little right, bit. Right, right. It's, it's <laughs> definitely not a not a question yeah. that I actually thought about. Like, okay, so what are kind of behavioral patterns that have you've experienced that you can say, wow, that was toxic? Like whether the person was doing it to you or how you acted in the situation. And like, oh, uh, definitely was, emotional was, uh, manipulation. I I think is a one of the biggest that I've come across in my lifetime. But that will also tie into the third question later um, that I actually mentioned on the podcast. So I won't get too deep into that, but emotional manipulation is probably the easiest. Wait, wait, were you the manipulator or were you being manipulated? I, 
Yeah, it would be hard to tell. Um, that's why I would get into it in the third question. Cause... So it was it was mutual. It was it was like scissoring. It was it was mutual. Yeah, but it is more so my fault than the other person's. But yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, cool. Keep it cryptic, as if our audience doesn't already have a low. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like, I know, like, well, like you said, like, there's emotional manipulation and all that. Like, I know, let's say, if we use, like, obviously, our parents as, like, examples, there's the, like you said, there's gaslighting, there's the emotional manipulation, especially, like, you know, growing up, I'm pretty sure we could at least all say we have at least one horror story where, like, you kind of get your own feelings downplayed because, Either they prioritize their feelings or they don't see that they did something wrong. Mm -hmm. So it becomes like a lot of the not apologizing, the like, you know, oh, well, like, you know, I didn't know better then. And they just kind of go about their day and you're like, you could at least still apologize for what you did and all stuff like that. But I guess that falls into like the emotional manipulation and like abuse and like verbal abuse and all that. Lack of uh, empathy would fall under Mm. that, I believe. Mm. Hmm. Oh wow, we're still keeping it cryptic. Nice. Uh, uh, okay, so I'm, I, like, I'm trying not to. I mean, <laughs> all right. I, I guess I can talk about my uh, side of okay. things. So I can show you bitches how it's done. Like, please, please, please. <laughs> like that. That's a, I, that's I, I, I talked use. about it. I, I talked about it on a podcast before, but um, we we all know I have like a warped reality of what uh, quote unquote love is. Mm-hmm. or the romance um didn't really have the most stable upbringing um, all right because you were raised on tv yeah yeah so i was raised on tv so my idea of love and emotions is very different so what i was talking about was more so in the realm of unrequited love mm-hmm. and i found out a lot that it wasn't so much emotional manipulation. It was me seeing something like me having a different idea of what that person was. And that's why I say it was more so my toxic behavior than anything else, because they have nothing to do with how I view them and the way I put them on a pedestal or the way I think so-and-so is yeah projection yeah <laughs> i'm like thinking about the word <laughs> right right that that's probably one of the most toxic traits that i know i'm guilty of or i was guilty of before and uh it took a a plane ride from atlanta to philadelphia to realize that but that's that's a story for another day <laughs> Damn, that's a story for right now, you little shit. Okay, bye. <laughs> we don't I'll have get to get into it later. <laughs> we'll have to keep milking you, don't worry. Um, but yes, let me show you how you bitches uh, let me show you bitches how it's done. Um no, yeah, no, I've recognized toxic behavior towards me, and you know, my last relationship told me that I definitely do have toxic behaviors of my own, more or less. It was a 50-50. Um I, I told Monica about this not too long ago. Um so uh, my mother I, maybe she had like postpartum depression or like um, she resented mm-hmm. my father after my birth, but she was not a very loving or caring person at that time. Like she's not affectionate. I don't have like any good memories from that time period. And, you know, 
now that I'm older and it's like hitting me and like I, I confront her about it, she's like, oh, that never happened. What, what are you talking about? That's uh, what, what you, you must remember that wrong. And um, she's really affectionate now. And it's like so weird because like I'm kind of disgusted by it because it's like I don't I need it. And not now I'm a grown man. Don't touch me. Right, oh, yeah. You're getting in my intimate zone. Uh, I see you full circle. Um, but <laughs> uh, 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 no, in any case, uh, like I realize that about her. And it's, it's like, huh, I wonder how this has affected my relationship with women. And it's like, oh, my God, no wonder I date MILFs. Um, but um, in any case, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, that, that that that's like clearly gaslighting behavior. It makes me think like, oh, but may, is it that you actually want to be nice now or that you realize you are so close to, you know, um, death that you realize I'm probably going to be the last person around you and you're trying to like make peace before you go? It's just like, hmm, I know your agenda and I have the power now and I will destroy you. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Like your upbringing, upbringing really plays a lot into how you like develop relationships and stuff like that. And well, absolutely. it wasn't something I was aware of until I got out of the foster system and stuff like that and started growing more and it's just like fuck man it's because of them I can't get married you know <laughs> uh, I guess uh, for me it's just like no one I've been like after older women for like most of my life like I, I remember when I was 18 and dating like a 28 year old it, it, it's just like drastic shit and I was oh I was seeking uh female approval and uh, from an older figure because I didn't get that in my life. Oh, hey, Freud, you were right. Wow. Um, but like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to fix that, but like trying to date within my age group, kind of, but it's like I have no connection with these people. Like, uh, 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 we were like a 26-year-old and she's telling me about, you know, her day-to-day -day shit. And I'm like, wow, that is the most vapid, stupid bullshit I've ever heard. Yeah. I, I feel like I am on fire every time we're around each other. <laughs> I gotta realize, like, yeah, not everyone is um, Samantha Jones from Sex and the City. I just gotta realize that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, for me, it was like, I'm never gonna find. I'm not sure if you guys ever saw this show, so it, it might be lost on you guys. Uh, Kenny might remember. Uh, no. John, you're a little too young. But um, I, I realized like that I'm like one year younger than you. <laughs> Sean is older than me, no? Why did I think he was 21? I'm 27. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the youngest one here, you boy. Even though this podcast were a year, my perception of age is like completely wrong this year. I did not you know, know you were compliment of you thinking I'm 21. I'll go with it. <laughs> It's like I'm one year younger, but um, I, I realized uh, a couple of years ago that not every girl is Joey Potter, like that girl from Down the Creek. Like not everybody's like that Katie Holmes type. You have to Google these people. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you know what I'm talking about, right? I don't actually. In this case, <laughs> are you fucking serious? You guys never seen Dawson's Creek? Okay, I've uh, seen I know, that. I've like, heard. I didn't know the characters. I'll say that. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I mean, it's it's the show that jump started like the four careers. No, Liddell has a has a point. Uh, Liddell Connor, you're the only one who watches this white <laughs> shit. It's not. Uh, no, why Liddell isn't in this chat? <laughs> it, it, it was it was Riverdale before there was a Riverdale. Like it was premiere 
That's not a compliment. That's not no, a compliment. It's trash. That and Sabrina Teenage Witch is such trash that you just keep watching. Like, it's like, it's like it's, a, an accident it, on the highway. It was like it was like teen <laughs> drama. It was like pure, like built around people our age. It was like built in the nineties. Bro, I never had that problem because I realized if I were in the show, they'd be like, oh, you're my token minority friend. Let me friend zone immediately. You're just here for the um, for us to have the views from your, <laughs> from your social yeah. ethnic group. Basically, exactly. But uh, so basically what her type was, she was like the girl next door, um, like his best friend. And he was this on again, off again. So it was like, that's what I realized, like. Not everything's like set like a fucking nineties teen soap opera, and that's mm. what I was raised on. Like that was my idea of love. If I if I didn't have love from like the foster homes I was in, like TV was always on, and that's I stayed up watching stuff like that. So that's how I learned how to love and stuff like that. But so that mm. like brings into like that toxic um toxic trait that i was talking about like my idea of relationships being built from tv mm. nice thanks for cutting into my time by the way donnie i'm glad everything's about you and <laughs> i mean you guys never heard of dawson's creek i, I find that like <laughs> oh, no, I'm kidding. like what the hell were you guys doing <laughs> i was reading books i was okay, reading all right I read books too. No, <laughs> the, the difference is I wasn't reading Harry Potter. I remember like going. Uh, elementary I was reading teacher. Artemis Fowl. I know I didn't read that shit either. Um, <laughs> like nothing with kids. I I should have not. I did not read any kids books. Like I just went balls deep and shit. I should not. I remember I was like in the fourth or fifth grade, and maybe this like really affected me in some weird way. But like our teacher was like, "Oh yeah, go get some books." And your assignment is to find books that would impress me. And now in hindsight, I'm like you, you piece of shit. What are you talking what about? What kind of shit is that to say to it? I know, I know. But that's besides the point. I remember yeah. one book in particular. <laughs> I, read, I read this shit from cover to cover, and I don't remember the name, but it was set in south africa during the second boer war which no one outside of south africa really knows or cares about except they got yeah. the british and like these dudes are just like absolutely murking each other and while and uh this guy who was just you know chilling around the countryscape is like put in the middle of a war zone all of a sudden where he has to like murder the husband of a woman he's been cheating with and whatnot is weird I, I like it doesn't really match up with like the political and social intricacies of the time but i remember them being very descriptive about the sex scenes and the murder and the violence and whatnot and i was like jesus christ i go to catholic school yeah and here <laughs> i was reading horton here's a who no nope. <laughs> i never read that book i ne i read like two dr seuss books in my entire life i just I, I, like i guess my reading level was a bit higher than it was supposed to be but i just i just went in i just like like now I can read I can speed read it of all things. That's besides the point. Um, before we move on, I wanted to uh, talk about like uh, I talked about the uh, toxic behaviors that have been you know um, that I've witnessed, but you know I've also displayed toxic behaviors. I realized that you know I don't take criticism very well, and you know honestly you shouldn't ever really criticize people. You should really just say what you like about them and how they can improve. And if you want them to change their behavior, you're you're really just supposed to tell them how it would benefit them in the end. Like, hey, you know, if you smiled more and you were a little nicer to everybody, you would be able to get that promotion you want. You know, you have to but give isn't them that considered gaslighting? 
No, it's not gaslighting because it's like it's it, <laughs> gaslighting would be like manipulating your memory to think that a certain series of events happened completely but, different. But that's what you're doing. Kind yeah, of. No, no. Okay, so like gaslighting would be kind of like so. Let's say simple. I broke like somebody's switch or something like that. And they have the memory that I did it. And I'm just like, I never did that. And I don't know no, what you're, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I don't. You definitely handed it to me. You dropped it. <laughs> it's no, just like. What, no, what I would. Yeah. It's almost like constructive criticism in a way. It's like, uh, you know, I noticed that you don't really talk to anyone in the office. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I really know you want that uh, manager position next month. And in order to do that, you need to be really good with talking to people. So why don't you try, you know, smiling more, going to the water cooler, just saying hello. And uh, make it appear that you're more sociable. You have more fun at work, and you'll be able to get that position. Like I'm giving you the incentive to do something. I'm not criticizing. <laughs> but, you. If you but did if this, you're not you telling them like, the negative aspects of that, that's the that, thing. Like, that's the thing. No, because that causes more damage. That causes way more damage because like people cannot take criticism. Like I, I shouldn't just make this a mean thing. It's not. It's a people thing. Like um. Let me give you the historical example, like um, Abraham Lincoln. Um, I, I, I'm not, I don't deify this dude. I don't think he ever really cared about slaves. It was really just a political move. But, you know, there, there's some things you can learn about it. In his early life when he was a lawyer, he would, like, criticize people on the paper because that's just what lawyers did back then. They would, like, flame each other. And, you know, but back then there was a tradition of, like, challenging people to duels over that. So he criticizes one guy and the guy was like, oh, okay, so we're, I challenge you to a duel. And like by law, he had to agree to it or I guess he's a pussy. And uh, they, nearly, <laughs> they quite nearly killed each other. He was the closest to death he'd ever been. And he realized at that moment, at that exact moment, I can never criticize people like this again because they will be forever resentful. And, you know, one criticism I tell you today. To a duel. Yeah, yeah it, it nearly killed him. Then they killed the guy who basically led the got the abolitionist movement to its end. Like if he had died, um, who knows how lo- much longer slavery would have been a thing. Not to say he was like the good guy in the story, but like he was the you know deciding factor in the end. But um, that's besides the point. But like I criticize you today, you'll remember it five years from now if it's like cutting enough. So if I want you to change something, I'm just gonna tell you how it would benefit you because that's how people work. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to give more Abraham Lincoln stories, but I'll tell you after a podcast, there's another good one. But um, my girlfriend, my ex would like, uh, you know, criticize me a lot of things. Like if she was like, oh, you do this, this and that. And um, some things I would take personal because like, uh, like all my childhood criticism is all I get. I get at home, I get at my Catholic school, I get it. Well, I guess that was my only two realms. So it kind of like triggered me and it like pissed me off kind of. Just like, who the fuck are you to like tell me anything, you stupid bitch? But um I realize that I shouldn't really take those things too personally. It's just like, yeah, who, who, your opinion doesn't matter to me. Uh, you're not uh, coming at me in a respective tone, so I'm just going to treat you like a child. Like, it, um, If a child would call, to call you a poopy head or an asshole, would you be like mad at them or anything? Would you like be like, I'm going to fuck you up? No, you'd be like, oh, shut up, kid. Get like, that's how I treat people who are trying to like come at me or criticize me. I'm like, I don't care about you. Talk. Keep, keep oh, talking. Okay. But uh, yeah, no. Back then, I would just get like pissed off and resentful and passive aggressive, and uh, that's not really good stuff. Mm. Great, and that is how you do it, boys. That's how you do it. In fact, everything I said was a lie. I just wanted to show you how it's done. <laughs> None of that shit ever happened. Come on, I didn't go to Catholic school. And that is toxic behavior. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Oh man, uh, what's the second? Hey, that would be a form of gaslighting, am I right? Yes. Yeah, that's that, that right. <laughs> I'm still getting used to the term. I'm, two, I'm always two steps ahead of you guys. Um, what's the next question? Are we on the next How question? How do I again? identify toxic behaviors and others? How do you identify? <laughs> I think we just did. <laughs> so it's like sometimes I'll say for that question, sometimes it can be very subtle. Like I've been here, I don't know. Like I guess I've always been kind of like a psych like interesting like psychological like things so I always kind of pay attention i'm observant with people and like i do a bunch of research on just random topics but i've been hearing lately like there's so much different versions of like toxic behaviors that you probably wouldn't notice right away as toxic until you i guess ever experience it or like see it happen like one thing that i've been hearing a lot when it comes to like let's say relationships is like love bombing which i didn't think was something toxic at first what is that, what is that? What apparently is that? love bombing is like i guess when you first enter like a relationship and maybe somebody that you just met immediately goes the route of like oh you know i love you let me buy you this let me buy you that oh, let me buy you this like I over and over again like immediately off rip <laughs> like kind of stuff like that oh okay. and that i guess maybe they take it away i like i don't know how it works but i've been hearing love bombing a lot and i was looking at it like i didn't think that was something toxic and then i guess the way that it's used it all makes sense. <laughs> like, I guess the way that it's used is that, like, it probably becomes that thing where, like, somebody gives you a little stuff, and then maybe they're later the person that's like, you remember when I did this for you? I did that for you? And you're like, I didn't ask you to. But they're using oh, yeah, it. Like, the, like, oh, the yeah, emotional yeah. manipulation, I guess, aspect of it, where it's just like, I do all this stuff for you. I treat you so well. And oh, you wait, got the nerve to do this. And you're just like, what you did hurt. <laughs> wait, wait, I zoned out a bit when you were explaining love bombing. So it's like when you initially show people a lot of love and affection, then you cut it off for some way. In a sense, like I'm guessing that's what love bombing is. At least when I, mean, I kept like saying love over bombing. overload them with like too much on um, Does that like happen to men? Stuff? Does that happen to men? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I guess we're, they're called stalkers. Okay. No, because I'm just thinking that, like, um, I guess I'm, I'm a bit cynical or pessimistic, but, like, when people show me that much affection, or at least the level you're describing, I'm just like, what do you want? What, what What's your plan? What's your deal? I know you want something. Just stop stop sucking dick and tell Not me. Not everybody has an ankle, Kenny. No, no. In my line Not of work. Everybody's out to get you. My In my line of work, they are. Like, um, like for, forget body language for a second and how that tells you how you can tell someone's lying. You just... When you're in interrogating someone or learning about them, you have to assume they're lying about something. And you can yeah. see by, like, if they're squinting their eyes a lot when they're talking about, like, a certain topic, you know they're fucking lying. They're exaggerating <laughs> about themselves. This never happened. Yeah, so, so I, I have a question about a toxic behavior, and maybe you guys can define if it is or isn't. Um, like, piggybacking off what Sean said, like, love bombing, um... Would it be toxic if you're like, if you're like, like, one hundred percent like in, like committed, mm -hmm. like all right. Let's say like you're you're talking to a group of women. A group. No, of I women. can't use. I can't. I can't use that. Wait, like multiple women at once, or you like approach a group of like friends. All right, let, let me ask you from my experience. Um, is it toxic if I'm putting all my my eggs in one basket at the start of the relationship? And I know Liddell can 
answer this because oh like you're not talking to anyone else and you're just yeah yeah like it is that like a toxic trait like i'm i'm putting no, like like i'm not fully necessarily no no i mean you might be building yourself up for uh here's what that like no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, just, you're just being a, a hopeless romantic and that's just a recipe yeah 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 a hopeless and romantic that's, and that's just also an order for your villain story so wait <laughs> <laughs> I, I said that wrong i'm leaving Thank, thank you. That, that's I, I couldn't think of the phrase. So, is would you consider hopeless romantic to be like a toxic thing? Not yes, kind of. If they're like, if they have like nice guy syndrome, or they're just being nice to you know get in someone's pants and not for the sake of like being a good person, that would be the toxic version of that. They're basically like no. you know, like you become the. Uh, well, the I mean, hope, yeah, <laughs> you pretend hope to be too. gay. To your oh, best yeah, friend yes. <laughs> something yeah, like that. I don't think anyone ever goes to that extreme anymore, but uh yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they do either. I hope not. I hope not. No. But um no, I being a hopeless romantic just shows that you have a bad pattern of relationships. Like it just tells me like if you're a hopeless romantic, that means like your relationships are sabotaged by some factor that you're not dealing with, and in not dealing with that, you're being a toxic. Not, it, having bad luck and love is not necessarily you know, like bad. And you know, I'm gonna push back on what Liddell said about like pursuing one person at a time. It's not necessarily being romantic and whatnot. Like that's kind of what I'm doing right now. It's supposed to be because I don't have fucking time to keep investing in dating. Like I have like a thousand different yeah, projects. I don't understand it. I don't understand people how they're juggling like, like multiple like, relationships. Six to seven women or men at a time, and it's just like, yo, you have much too much time on your hands. Like, do do you have a job? Do you, do you, do you have like <laughs> goals in life? Like, this my my dating life makes up this much in my life right now. It's this much. <laughs> Like when, like when you really get down to it, like twenty four hours, like let's say eight of that it's spent working. Like, what are you doing? Like with the rest of your hours? I'm like texting in between projects or like some fuck. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't even have yeah. that much time for a date. Like, I had to cancel a date with this one chick, and it's her birthday week because of work and all my other shit. And I didn't know it was her birthday week because it's so like early on in the dating scene. Yeah, okay. So I. I know I'm gonna have to like I I fucking I don't know suck some toes or something to make up for this. Suck some toes. Yeah, that's what happened. She's muscle. I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, I, I do it because it's not. I there's just not enough hours in a day. I I, I for, like let's say three to four weeks ago when I had just moved to like Jersey, I was like talking and slash dating uh, three different girls. Like I just had to fucking. As soon as I was sure that I didn't like one or two of them, first day we're like, we can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. This was yeah. I'm, I, it's six it's, o'clock. Yeah, I'm it, so tired. It's bad enough that I can barely juggle one relationship, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. It's not so putting all your eggs in one basket means like all your hopes are in this one thing. No, that's not what this is. I just like have no something that I do, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get a determine on if this is toxic or not. Like. Like, if I'm on, like, a dating app or something like that, and we're, like, moving off of, like, the dating app, and we're, like, in, let's say, like, the first two weeks of talking, talking stage and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and I decide to, like, delete the app or, like, close my account, and I don't don't talk to no other people, no potential partners and stuff like that, is that, like, toxic? That's what I was, like, kind of, like, asking, like... Honestly, I wouldn't, like... 
kind of like going back to what y'all were saying before, I wouldn't say call it as toxic. Like I'll simply say or unhealthy. Like, the, like or unhealthy. Like I like I think so me personally, I don't really have that much, like kind of like Kenny said, I don't necessarily for one, I can say I honestly never prioritized relationships when I was growing up. Like I always kind of mm -hmm. like focused on what I wanted to do, whatever. Until yeah. recently, I've just kind of gotten to the idea where I'm like, you know, I want to see what being in a relationship actually feels like. But even so, I don't have the energy to date date around, like to talk to multiple people at once because yeah. it's just kind of like it gets exhausting. And like you said, I'm doing a bunch of different things like all at once. I want to do this. I want to write. I want to do this. I don't have all the energy to keep talking to multiple people and be like, hey. What's up? Oh, yeah, you gotta remember that Sally likes pepperonis, but <laughs> like, you know, like doesn't like you're working, at, <laughs> you're working at this job. This one is working at yeah. this job. This one, bro, like you're working I, at FedEx, right? No, I'm working at something. Oh, shit. right, like one wants to be a doctor. <laughs> one wants to be a so doctor. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry your mom dies. By the way, and she's like, my mom's alive. What are you talking? About? <laughs> you're just yeah, like, like that's, that's too much. That's too many stories, man. <laughs> Oops. But um, um, I'll say there's, I have a, like, I guess, an example for the how to identify toxic behaviors. I'm hoping that this friend, well, he could watch this or not. I usually tell him about himself anyway. Oh, but wow. Um, okay, wow. I'm sure he wasn't insulted until you said that. He knows. <laughs> he knows at this point. That's my toxic trait. <laughs> I tell people about themselves. <laughs> but, um, like, he's the kind of person, he wants to be this person that he's not necessarily being. So he has this idea of wanting to be, like, kind of like a bachelor. So he wants to date around and all the stuff like that. But what he keeps doing is he'll put himself into a situation with somebody who wants to be, like, really kind of almost, like, serious about him. And all he wants to do is, like, kind of just mess around and mess around with multiple people at once. At least that's what he wants to do. Hmm. So in his most recent endeavor, apparently he started messing around with this one girl. and the things between them were almost basically like a relationship -y kind of situation. Like from what I gathered, cause I don't know what he was up to. I only hear from word of mouth from another friend that he's basically like, you know, he was spending most of his time with this girl. Now he said something along the lines of like, not wanting to take it seriously because I guess like he wants to mess around and stuff like that. And somehow lo and behold, I guess they stopped messing around him and the, the girl that he was messing around with that entire time. He then proceeds to get upset because she tells him a story about, I guess, getting offered like a threesome. She gets like offered like a threesome or something like that. So he gets upset at her, like actually upset. And they get into an argument about it for almost like no reason. And only until he talks to the friend that was telling me about stuff does he reveal, does he realize, oh, maybe I have like feelings for this girl or something like that. But he screwed it up himself because he kept saying he wanted to like, you know, mess around with other people. And now the girl is kind of like, you know, I mean, I still have love for you, but like, you know, I think we're on two different pages. And he's kind of like whining about it. Like he's like a little bit like, oh, like, you know, I met I screwed up, this, this, and that. And she's just like, like, I guess getting over it a little bit. And I'm just kind of like, you do this a lot. You mess around with somebody and then you screw it up yourself. And then everybody else is the the blame rather than you yeah. what you did. <laughs> like Wait, so, um, does she want a three-way with him, or did she tell him I got invited? Yeah, um, no, it was like I think like she was on maybe like a dating app herself or whatever or something like that, and like it happened, so she told him the story. Like you know, they already broke boundaries; they were sleeping together. So I guess she thought like you know he'd be cool with it, like or oh. at least like her telling that. 
and is, he got actually like, upset about it. Maybe he could have participated, make it a foursome. Like he already ruined it. <laughs> but like that's like his. He happens yeah. to have that kind of behavior in like general because he um. It's not just with like women and everything, like you know, his relationships, like his relationships in general have to do with like he has this kind of like almost insecurity about himself. Yeah, he, kinda, I was gonna say he bitched out. He he showed his inner bitch when he did like that. <laughs> he has no, an insecurity no. about himself, but he kind of like throws it onto like other people. So, like yeah. again, another example, he would he kind of feels away, I guess, like he would kind of feel away about like me, another friend of ours, hanging out with this one friend that he has beef with that they have like ongoing beef with and stuff like that. And he feels like, oh, we prioritize, let's say her over hanging out with him. Seeming to forget that he also has issues with like, let's say me and the other friend that he caused himself at one yeah. point in our friendship, which makes us look at him a certain way or whatever, or not necessarily want to hang around him as much. But he's still like not necessarily seeing what he provides. Like, yeah, he's basically insecurity. <laughs> like, yeah. he basically like he always he always like always kind of puts himself in a villain role by I don't know accident by choice his ideologies or whatever, and then he kind of victimizes himself like oh this is going on nobody wants to hang with me this that and it's just like well you do this all the time that we do hang out with you so now we don't right, yeah so no. <laughs> <laughs> So that would be toxic <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not, yeah, no. Um, I, I mean, I can see why he, he would feel a bit like disrespected when she brought up like sex with other people or like she was considering it. But what he should have done was just like not giving it any energy or like, you know, any thought. And that would be have been enough of a cue not to bring it up again. Or he could have just taped it and sold it on OnlyFans <laughs> or something like that. You got to think ahead. <laughs> so, oh, so see my, my, see, my podcast idea isn't so stupid. What's the worst thing you've done for money? Let's make it happen. <laughs> I, I always said I would start OnlyFans in a heartbeat. You bro, know? But, bro, I mean, um, Please go do that. Please just do it. You were talking about it so long. Just do it. Just, let's, let's said, talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> right. But before we continue to the next topic, can I just talk about how much I fucking hate three ways? I, I, Why? I, I had one this weekend. I, it was... <laughs> It, it, it was my second one ever. It was my second one ever. And all the problems I had the first time around just happened again. Let me talk about why I fucking... Are you me. not getting enough tension or somebody... No, I got enough up. tension. That, that's the problem. Was I I started feeling bad because there's always one person not getting enough attention. Like, when you're in a three-way, you're probably only attracted to one person in that three-way. Person, you're probably attracted to only one. Like, this is was the case with me uh, in both scenarios. Like, I'm more attracted to one person than and yeah. uh, anything I do for the person I'm less attracted wait, to. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I think it needs to be um mentioned. Was it um, it was consensual? Like, were you the only guy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was wasn't. <laughs> of course, it was consensual. I will hope. <laughs> it always is, Donnie. It always is. Why would you even ask? I, I don't know, because some people like to experiment. Like, uh, no, what, with not like you would never have a threesome with uh, another guy and oh, oh, no, that's what I meant. I, <laughs> oh. That's not what I meant. I thought we were supposed to say about consent. No, I was like, um, well, is Kenny against <laughs> the gays? Last, last time it was two chicks. This time it, uh, there was one guy there, and I, I just wanted nothing to do with him. I just wanted nothing to do with him, but... 
And like he, he yeah, kept like putting his hand on my show. I was like, get the fuck off me. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I felt mean. And, he, and she was like, oh, I would love it if you two embrace. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> there you go. Here you go, buddy. Here, pal. Like, you have nice hair. See, and... me, I have the best of both worlds. You know, it's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm making <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say like I am 100 super straight. Absolutely, yeah. no. I I will say um, like if you have to if okay okay I'm attracted to what's called the divine feminine. Let's say let's put it at that, and it doesn't always manifest in like cisgender women. It just does not. Mm-hmm. So if That's it manifests in someone who's like born a male but may perhaps transition or they don't identify that way or they don't dress that way they don't act that way whatever I'm gonna hit that. But um. Yeah, that was not the case here. This was a dude, dude, and I'm just like, just I mean, stay in your guy, lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah, any guy putting his hand on your shoulder and you're both naked, no, like, like guys, it, it feels weird. So I will like, agree with that. Like it, it does feel like, weird, and, this, and I'm bisexual, a, and it feels weird. So is this I totally a bro can't. moment? Are we having a bro moment? We <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> but like time, it does feel weird. Last time it was with two girls, um, and and you know, they were they were both uh, quote unquote lesbians and like really close friends at the time. And to be honest, like I was really more attracted to only one of them than the other because the other one was a little bit butch, and not that you know butch people aren't attracted, but they're just not my type like that. So anything I would do to her, I'd be like, oh yeah, the lumberjacks, yeah. right? Well, here you go. And they they obviously and in both scenarios, the, the two other people have had known each other for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So they, they had each other's chemistry. So while I'm figuring out what the, uh, they're liking, uh, they're already like fucking, I don't know, power fingering each other because they, they have no boundaries. Like, I, here I am, all shy, trying to find out what your boundaries are. called finger blasting. Or maybe I heard that from a TV show. Finger rocketing. I don't know, man. But I just don't, I just don't like three ways. Three ways are like dating for me. I don't have the energy to have more to put into more than one person at a time. I just can't. But it's not fun. It's just not fun. Two each is on. Each is on. Yeah, I, I, can, I just can't. I can't multitask when it comes to sexy time. But uh, yeah, next question. What's next? That, that would be right. Here. Are you? Oh. Um, oh, wow. I, I think this podcast has confirmed that we're all toxic. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty bad people. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, like, I, I'm accepting the fact that you know, on my, my moral compass, like tips more towards evil than good sometimes, and I'm okay with that. I, I, I think overall, I'm a. I don't want to say this because I'm going to sound like a fucking dick when I say this, but um. <laughs> I, I would like to say I'm a good guy, like my moral <laughs> compass. <laughs> Again, like I don't know why Liddell left this group. <laughs> like my moral compass tends to usually sway to the good side, but I think emotionally, I'm an asshole. Um, like I said, like I mentioned, um. Like my warp reality of romance and stuff like that, and my constant need for like affection in a relationship, um, insecurities always, because obviously there's always going to be somebody better out there, and just stuff like that. Um, there, there was 
Oh, and uh, being like a hope, hopeless romantic, I consider that toxic after this podcast. Like, I'm I'm just gonna say what it is. I I think combined with my idea of someone and being hopeless romantic, I think that goes hand in hand, and that just makes for a toxic uh, combination. Like, absolutely. So I'll just say like that's like a toxic trait of mine. It's being hopeless romantic. But yeah, I'm I'm 100 emotionally toxic, and and not not to my partner, more so it's just to me, like self destructing. See, that's the thing. I feel like your real toxic behavior is the is that fact that you're not telling us what your real toxic behavior is. Like, I, I, I told you guys. But I, that's it's like being a hopeless romantic and like having these. All right, so you let me let yourself me sound good. Uh, did I? I don't know what he said, <laughs> but. You I feel like made myself okay. sound good. <laughs> yeah, basically, like you said, make yourself sound so redeemable. You're like, oh, yeah, I just have this concept of love that comes from a, you know, a, a TV I, I show. I admitted on the podcast that it's toxic. Yeah, what, no, what do you like, think, Sean? Because what exactly? What exactly? Like what? What exactly? I think at yeah. What exactly are you trait. doing? Um. Well, like I said, it's more so the thoughts that I'm like constructing. Like it's like when I'm in a relationship, it's more of a mind game, like a battle of wits with myself, more I than anything like, else. I feel like maybe it's like I guess your toxic trait, and oh, at least what you feel your toxic trait would be would be expectation. Maybe like you, maybe you're yeah. like the type of person who like you'd go into a relationship with more of the expectation. This person's gonna be like yeah. you know, like you said, the pedestal. This person's going right. to be like the world, the rock, kind of stuff like that, which will yeah. inevitably get yourself hurt. So it's like yeah. that will be your person. You know, that's, I guess that's or, toxic. Or hurt, it's them, like, or hurt them because they can't live up to your expectations. Ah, there we go. That's a toxic trait. No, I, I don't I don't think I ever, like, hurt anybody. The, did you ask? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I did write a book and made poems about all my past exes and stuff like that. Okay, Taylor Swift. No, I, I called them and got consent. Only one then consent to it, but I published it anyway. Consent um, is important. That is <laughs> so that's I another topic. <laughs> the theme of this podcast is that consent is uh, is important. Oh yeah, absolutely. I hope that's Donnie. I hope that's as far as you go when it comes down to not getting somebody's consent, but doing it anyway. Yeah, uh, that's, that's as far as I go. Yeah, but, my skin is so clear on this fucking video. Yeah, like what Sean said, it's it's more so I built up this idea of them, and obviously they don't live to that um, that standard, and ultimately that's my fault. And that's what I'm dealing with in those relationships and stuff like that. So I, I just need to, I also need to learn how to separate lust from, um, well, what's the opposite of love? Uh, lust, love? Uh, no, no, you want to use the Greek terms. It's eros and what else? Eros and, eros and eros is the, the god of love, right? Or yeah, no, but like, uh, Cupid is the god of is supposed to be like love, I think, and Eros is usually like lust, if I remember correctly. Whenever it comes to the Greek stuff, I think. Yeah. yeah. Is it Eros and was it Psyche? Okay, I think so. 
I think it's like, one is supposed to like represent like lust, and the other is supposed to represent like you know the, the kind of love people, the positive kind of love. Like you, yeah. you don't just so, you care about this person. That's what I need to learn how to separate um, when going into a relationship. Um, just separate love and lust, and the idea versus reality. I think your ideal is like a good balance of both because you want to be sexually attracted to a person, but you don't want like um just be with the person because i don't know that they're like they represent something i, I remember there's like this famous russian writer who married a peasant girl because he thought it was idealistic and romantic and you know they had the worst relationship ever because they absolutely hated each other and they weren't attracted i mean i i, I chased a girl for um for seven years not because I, I want to preface this in case she's listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked in a while, but who knows? Um, I don't think she's ugly. Let me say that. But what Kenny just said was, um, I forgot what she said. Um, no, geez, thanks. I'm glad I'm heard. Yeah, you want to be sexually attracted and emotionally, like you want them to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah and, it doesn't even need to be like conventionally beautiful. I just want to be like both physically, mentally. Yeah, but I mean, this girl, this girl wasn't. Um, now looking back, she's. We had nothing in common. Um, we didn't like the same things. Um, we didn't hang out with the same people. She wasn't a redhead. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to say what what she is. Because I know Liddell is going to chime in, and that's going to get another my black card revolt. But we'll just move on. Um, but she she was nothing what I consider to be like the standard or my idea of like a perfect mate. Mm-hmm. And what did you like I, about it? it? Just the idea, the idea of the the mm. the girl next door. Like that's the only reason why. I was chasing after her. Oh, and once awful. I like, <laughs> and once I realized that, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, yep, you put people it, on the expectation they can never meet. There it is. I know. Yeah. That okay? So that would be basically the outward, I guess, <laughs> the outward toxicity. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. on like the pedestal that no one's meeting, <laughs> that no one is meeting. <laughs> Yeah, like, every time somebody asks me or she asks me, like, what I liked about her, like, my mind was blank. Like, I, I couldn't tell you. It was, it was literally the idea of what she stood for. Because we were, like, technically best friends, but not really. But so when she said that, I'm like, oh, like, this, I linked that to, like, that girl next door, you know, best friends, maturing and stuff like that. Happily ever after, credits roll. So it wasn't that I found her attractive at all. It was just this fantasy. Yeah, this fantasy that I was chasing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> toxic. It's probably annihilated uh, both sides. You've ruined your chances with women from here on out because you're public. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh, they're they're already gonna put it on the on the Oprah network. They, they, there's a podcast. <laughs> 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 I 
like I said, this person will know who she is and some of the details that I gave, um, I left out. So it's like, but they they will 100% know who they are. And I'll just leave it at that. Um, we haven't talked in a while. And that's good. Okay, Sean, you've been quiet. Don't, don't, don't think I forgot about you. Yeah. Tell <laughs> Sean. Hear it out, Sean. Tell me your sins, my child. It's like... It's it's weird to say, but it's just like like you know I was gonna say like you know some toxic behaviors are like more subtle and all the stuff like that. I would say I know that I have the capability of being toxic, but it's like weird to say that some of them come from family dynamics and like triggers, past things that like you know I've always had. So it's like I know for instance, I've like I usually one of the toxic things which would be I guess on my end was. I'm learning how to actually communicate and share my feelings a lot more, but that's because growing up, I necessarily didn't have the chance to actually express my feelings. So I kind of just like, I was always the peacekeeper a lot where it's like, even if something bothered me, I kind of like, you know, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's kind of like, you know, going past the regressive like route a little bit more. So I'm like trying to get out of that a lot. Um, Like I said, I had mentioned, like, I guess when we were talking earlier, I would sometimes consider it toxic that I like I try to tell like tell it like it is a little bit not saying I'm brutally honest but it's just like I tend to have almost like like kind of like almost with like what Donnie says having expectations about people that like you know don't always get um, met and it hurts me but that's more so in the sense of like I guess morality a little bit that you, I like you tend I, to disregard their feelings not like I tend to disregard their feelings it's like you know like if I could figure it, if almost like if I could figure out what the problem is in the situation, I kind of almost go like the hypocritical route a little bit where it's like, it's this easy. Like if this person is like bothering you, stop talking to them, break up with them, do all this stuff like that. Like being that person, forgetting that, you know, everybody has emotions and we're all tethered to different things because of different situations. So I'll be like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not feeling it. So if you keep complaining about this person, you should probably just step out of it. And that could be like, it could be the right choice, but I'm kind of disregarding why it's hard, like why it's so hard for the person to be in the situation. Cause I'm just like, yeah, you keep complaining about this dude, break up with him. And it'd be like, but I love him. I'm just like, you don't love him. Like, you know, it's just like, you know, you don't love him. You, you, you're just fascinated or like doing all of these stuff, like, you know, until I end up in like, let's say a similar situation. And I realize I'm just like, oh, okay, this is why, like, you know, like, emotions are a thing. This is why it's so hard to get out of it. So right. I tend to, like, I guess, I tend to be, like, a hypocrite sometimes. I can, like, call myself out on being a hypocrite, where it's, like, I'll basically tell everybody else, like, you know, oh, it's this simple, but then fill it myself. But then it really works out in this almost weird way where it's a cycle because because I have the awareness of how people work sometimes. I always take it to heart when, like, let's say I try to explain my feelings and then they're, like, hypocritical, like, being hypocritical with me. Like, well, this person was going to hurt you anyway. And, like, I know that there's a fact about them that's almost the same energy as, like, what I'm going through. And I'm just, like, but if I, like, you know, but if I tell you about yourself, you're not going to, like, you know, you're going to argue with me. And I'm just, like, but I'm just repeating back what you did. So, I, So, I've been, like, you know... I've been trying to like I guess work through certain dynamics where I can actually talk and express myself better and actually listen to people rather than actually immediately jump into one of my things was always trying to like solve everybody else's problems like they were my yeah. own 
And I'm trying to get out of that a lot more like lately where I just kind of like let people just be whatever they be and I'll be the air to listen to. But I can't always be holding on to it because it affects my own kind of energy and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'll say not saying I don't consider myself toxic past that, but it's just like I really try not to do anything that I know is going to hurt anybody else. Like, you know, I tend to overthink myself into the point where I'm just like, all right, so if I know I wouldn't want to hurt, so like, I wouldn't want to hurt somebody by doing this, so I wouldn't do it. And then somebody will do it to me, whatever. And I'll kind of like, you know, be very heartbroken and shocked about it. Like, almost like, why would they do this? They couldn't have done this to me. I didn't do anything wrong to them. And slowly right. come to the realization, oh, people are just, people can be dicks. Like, you know, we're all capable of being assholes. Maybe you need to be an asshole yourself sometimes. Like, I guess that's, it's a weird villain story arc that, like, I keep making this joke about starting my villain story arc. But it's just, like, I'm getting more into the habit of just, like, not giving as much of a fuck about things. And just being, like, oh, well, I'm straightforward now. Like, you know. Yeah. And you that's not it. a bad thing. Like, like, once you, know, you like realize that it's like yeah just like you know i told you how i felt about it if you didn't respect me from that whatever happens next is whatever is supposed to happen next if i curse you I out mean, that's it i mean, <laughs> he didn't like black women i am not the devil and i'm not <laughs> anti-black women <laughs> <laughs> okay bozos let me wrap it up with mine because I, I it's about time for nap time soon um uh, am I toxic? Yes, I am quite toxic. Uh, okay, that's that's a podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice. Bye, okay. <laughs> That was funny. That was funny. That was a good guy. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I, my, my toxic trait is that you know sometimes I see people who I you know uh, I don't want to say pity because pity kind of implies I find you pathetic and I want to do nice things for you. But, like, they're in such a bad situation. So many bad things are happening to them that um, my empathy, which I usually have on a pretty tight leash, um, you know, just wants me to be there for them and whatnot. Because I, I, I put myself in their shoes like, damn, you know, I've probably gone through similar things that they have before. And I would have wanted someone to do this for me. So let me be that person for this person. But I find, like, a lot of times, especially when I do it for women, they um, take my intentions the wrong way. Like... I'm there because like, oh man, you went through the suffering. If there's anything I can do, let me know. I emotional support, whatever. Um, if you don't feel like you can take care of yourself, already food, whatever you got need me to do. Like I will be the good friend that I always wanted. But it's sometimes in their head, it's just like, oh, he just wants to sleep with me. So he's being nice with me. So now let me put him on in, in the exact same zone as all the beta males that, you know, go in my Instagram and like ask for sex and whatnot and be like, oh, you're so beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. But it's not that at all. It's not that at all. Like I I like I I don't need a crumb of pussy, ma'am. I don't even need a crumb. I'm fine. This is me trying to like restore some cosmic balance to the universe. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I realize what they're doing, which is pretty fast because I don't think people because people don't think I'm as clever as I really am for whatever reason. And I catch on and, you know, because I take things personal sometimes, I'm like, oh, okay, so you're doing this when I'm trying to do something nice. Let me do a 360 and be the biggest Wait, dick you've ever met. Kenny, I got to stop you right there. It's It sounds like you're projecting what is supposed to be, are you toxic? It sounds like you're t- 
talking about other people being toxic. No, 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 I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, all right. Because <laughs> okay. I was like, it's, it's starting to sound like gas. Yeah, that's, my, that's my toxic. That's my toxic. Like, I would never not to be toxic. No, no, that's the thing. Because I reciprocate the toxicity. When oh, it happens to me, I let it change me. When I should just be who I am and be my real, true inner player at all times. Right? I should just do me, man. I should just always do me. Just because this this person's being a dick or a bitch or whatever, I shouldn't like change what I want to do. Like, okay, I did this good act for you. You're not reciprocating. I will just cease speaking to you and leave it as it is. But like sometimes I'll be like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna be the biggest dickhead mm. you've ever met. I will give you all the emotional abuse that you apparently expect from me. And um, a lot of people like it. They, they like it. That's when they start like treating me with respect. And then I'm just like disgusted in the end. And it, it just feeds itself. But for me, it's just like, oh, okay. From now on, it's just, I'm just going to cut you off. I, I don't want to talk to you. I know where this is going. I'm not letting this happen or continue further. But uh, yeah, I guess that's my problem. Like, uh, I, I let other people's toxicity justify my own. Like, oh, you do this and here, eye for an eye. When it can't be like that, just can't be like that. I should probably like stop pitying people and stop like you know like my empathy run wild and like trying to be there for people unless i really are it is it is like if i see someone suffering i'm gonna want to do 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 it but human um, nature yeah but i am ayn rand she was probably right about altruism you know you should just look after your own self-interest and in doing so you will benefit other people in some way even if indirectly so I'm going to try my best to stop doing that. The next time someone's parent dies, I will not reach out. I'll just, yeah, that's it. I'm just not going to do it. I, I don't think that's what he meant, but... <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Boo-hoo. I guess no, no, I'm taking there. Boo-hoo, your daddy died? Well, everyone's dead. Oh, my dead. God. Okay, we're good. <laughs> the podcast is over. Uh, please follow <laughs> us on Instagram, Facebook, on uh youtube where we're under tuck podcast network i'm sure we'll be on spotify one day but we'll see this was uh streamed on Streamyard, a really great platform they're not paying us to market for them but i don't know spotify i was about to say we are on on spotify it's fucking awesome Uh, (laughs) okay great um (laughs) you not listen to the podcast back I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I I can, I, I'm not going to lie. I refuse. Oh, God. I you listen, you listen, hear listen. myself. I'll let, the, I'll let the editor do that because, like, my man, I cannot, like, listen to my old recordings or watch. Oh, yeah. I, I skip over I my parts. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's just like, ugh, I don't want this. <laughs> it's just surreal. But, uh, yeah, okay. So uh, here there should be some pop-ups of our name. I'm Ken Ken. Don't follow me. I, I've got nothing of entertaining value. Um, guys, what are you working on? Um, you guys can stay tuned and be on the lookout for the premiere of my uh, radio talk show, um, Classic Rock. More info later. Um, I've kind of been taking a break from like social media. Well, more of the the outward social media. So I'm not on Instagram right now, even though my Instagram is still up. But I'm currently just like, you know, getting things together and everything over here. I'm not really sure what direction I'm going in yet, but I guess that's what I'm figuring out. (laughs) You mean you don't know your life's direction by 27? Wow, man, I did not expect that. You know, kids. I was looking (laughs) 
to tw- turning 27 and just getting it. It, it doesn't. It's it still keeps going. It just keeps. It, 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 always... doesn't, get, it doesn't get better, kids. It doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> maybe when you're like forty, maybe, maybe that's a sweet spot. Unless you're single by then, then it's kind of. Uh, what what were we talking about? Okay, well, bye guys. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Hydra. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs>